truly, in the concluding words of the story, this Squire Corby's must have been either a very wicked or a very unfortunate man. It is the latter alternative which I incline to accept. There is nothing in the preliminaries to show that any slur rested on his name, or that his visitors had any injury to avenge. And will not this narrative serve as a striking example of that malice of which I have taken upon me to treat? It is, I know, the fact that Squire Corbis's visitors were not all of them, strictly speaking, inanimate. But are we sure that the perpetrators of this malice are really inanimate either? There are tales which seem to justify a doubt. Two men of mature years were seated in a pleasant garden after breakfast. One was reading the day's paper, the other sat with folded arms, plunged in thought, and on his face were a piece of sticking plaster and lines of care. His companion lowered his paper. What, said he, is the matter with you? The morning is bright, the birds are singing, I can hear no aeroplanes or motorbikes. No, replied Mr. Burton, it is nice enough, I agree, but I have a bad day before me. I cut myself shaving and spilt my tooth powder. Ah, said Mr. Manners, some people have all the luck, and with this expression of sympathy he reverted to his paper. Hello, he exclaimed after a moment. Here's George Wilkins dead. You won't have any more bother with him, anyhow. George Wilkins? said Mr. Burton, more than a little excitedly. Why, I didn't even know he was ill. No more he was, poor chap. Seems to have thrown up the sponge and put an end to himself. Yes, he went on. It's some days back. This is the inquest. Seem very much worried and depressed, they say. What about, I wonder? Could it have been that will you and he were having a row about? Row? said Mr. Burton angrily. There was no row. He hadn't a leg to stand on. He couldn't bring a scrap of evidence.